Welcome to the next edition of Fixed Interest, where we're going to discuss Argentina. My name is Richard Francis, and I'm a senior director in the America's Sovereign Group. And I'm happy to be joined by Todd Martinez, also senior director and primary analyst for Argentina. So it's been over two years since we upgraded Argentina's rating from restricted to default to triple C after its debt restructuring. And while the rating has stayed there ever since, the story seems to be as volatile as ever. On the positive side, Argentina finally struck a deal with the IMF for a new program early this year, averting the prospect of the default. But the economy seems to remain on the brink nonetheless, with inflation possibly rising to 100% this year and sovereign bond spreads and parallel market exchange rates surging. The government recently tried to hit the reset button with the appointment of new economic superminister Sergio Massa in July, but it's hard to say if we're in an inflection point. So Todd, let's start by setting the stage. Argentina reached a deal with the IMF, a new program, and even passing its first review in June, but things seem to have been moving in a decisively negative direction nonetheless. What has gone wrong? Thanks, Richard. Good to be here. So setting the stage on Argentina, always hard to do because it's such a complicated place. But looking past the noise, I think its key problems have been the same for a while now. Successive governments have been unable to wean themselves off of unsustainable populist policies and even doubled down on them during the pandemic. And the main issue is the big fiscal deficit. It's big even by comparison to our lowest rated sovereigns. And this is especially problematic for Argentina because it's been funded mainly by money printing. That's led to a big overhang of pesos that puts pressure on prices the exchange rate and FX reserves. And instead of address the root causes, the government has largely opted to just deal with the symptoms through capital controls and price controls. So the IMF program is good news in this sense because it does aim to address these root causes. Its key targets are for a gradual reduction in the fiscal deficit, a more rapid phase out of money printing to finance that deficit, and an accumulation of much needed international reserves. But from the get-go, this IMF program seemed pretty light and unambitious, you know, both with respect to what the IMF asked for in other countries and with respect to what Argentina really needs in terms of adjustment. And even these light conditionalities really haven't been on track in our view. The fiscal deficit's rising instead of falling. Argentina's only met some targets because they were relaxed or through some accounting maneuvers that the IMF has allowed. That's been a similar story for reserves. And while the limit on direct monetary financing has been respected, there's really no limit on a lot of other things the central bank can do, and it's done quite a bit to help the Treasury in other ways. Uh, so all of this means that the EFF is, you know, not off track, but really not serving to achieve any of its objectives. It hasn't supported a boost in confidence that things could improve in Argentina, and this puts pressure on prices. Uh, it puts pressure on the parallel exchange rates, which are at very high levels now. And it means that Argentina is nowhere near on track to recovering market access, which is something that it needs to do to be able to repay the bonds it restructured a few years ago when they come due down the road. So amidst all this volatility, is Argentina at risk of yet another default? The sovereign's been making its payments on its restructured bonds uh, that remain very manageable for now. But several months ago, concerns mounted that Argentina may have to reprofile its local debt. What happened? So we've kept Argentina's foreign and local currency ratings both at triple C, which means that we don't yet see default events as probable, but that they are a real possibility. On the foreign currency debt, default risk appears pretty 
manageable in the near term, just given how small the bond payments are for a while due to the 2020 restructuring. Uh, the payments get larger after 2025, which means Argentina has time to build up the FX reserves and recover market access, which it needs to do to make those payments. But it's clearly not on track to achieve either of those things. So default risk does appear higher in the medium term in, in our view. Uh, de- local currency debt is another story. It is a more onerous near-term burden because the sovereign has been forced to issue a lot of short-dated debt, which it has to roll over all the time. A lot of those instruments are indexed to inflation, which of course means they're getting bigger and bigger. So all of this means there are worries about a local currency default, and the government has had a hard time placing debt that matures after next year's election. It suggests there's some concern that a new government may want to reprofile these obligations. And as you mentioned, in June, there was a big sell-off in the local bond market. Um, as this idiosyncratic initial sale spooked others and resulted in a stampede. But we've kept the rating at triple C because uh, the central bank stepped in to buy a lot of these bonds and in subsequent auctions, things really normalized with a lot of help from public entities. I think by now over 50% of the local bond market is, is actually in public hands. So all of this is a pretty strong demonstration to us that the authorities are willing to do what it takes to stay current on their peso debt. But of course, this comes with a high price. Peso injections by the central bank have put more pressure on prices, the exchange rate and reserves. So in short, you know, these actions have helped avoid a credit event in the local market, but they've had collateral damage that we think is contributing to broader deterioration in repayment capacity. And Todd, what do you make of all this turnover within the economic team and the arrival of Sergio Massa? as the economic superminister. Is this a sort of policy pivot and political signal that investors have been waiting for? So yeah, who is uh, Sergio Massa? He's a well-known political heavyweight in Argentina within the ruling Peronist coalition, and he was, until now, the uh, head of the lower chamber. He's served in government in the past, and he's a fairly independent figure within Peronism. He is not aligned with the hardline faction of the vice president, Christina Kirchner. At the same time, he's not an economist. If anything, his track record suggests he has more of a left-leaning economic inclination. Uh, One of his past roles was as the head of Social Security Agency ANSES, where he was instrumental in policies that, you know, contributed a lot to Argentina's fiscal problems. And he has yet to appoint an economic team that that a lot of people are looking for as a policy signal. And it's also known that he has his own presidential aspirations. So that's certainly something that could affect his decision making. So I really think the hope with Massa is that he potentially has the skills and political influence to carry out some unpopular but needed adjustments. But the doubt is if he really has the the will to do so. Uh, So far, he's made a lot of announcements, but I don't know if they add up to a comprehensive plan. On FX reserve accumulation, he's talked about getting agricultural exporters to advance FX sales and getting loans from foreign banks. But these are just one-off measures. They're not things that would support an organic and sustained uh, reserves improvement. And a lot of analysts think some sort of devaluation is needed for that to happen, but it's not something that currently appears in the cards. Um, On fiscal policy, he has offered some more clarity than was there before. He appears to be willing to move more aggressively on a reduction in in subsidies, energy and and other subsidies. But it's going to take a lot more than that, I think, to meet the IMF targets. He's even announced some other things that would increase spending. So we simply don't have a comprehensive fiscal plan yet. And therefore, it's not clear we're quite at a turning point. That's also what markets seem to be saying. The parallel exchange rates 
bond spreads have stopped getting worse, but haven't improved much. So we've talked a lot about fiscal and financial variables, but what about the real economy? Is Argentina at risk of a big recession? Yeah, it's funny we haven't even talked yet about the real economy. The focus in Argentina always seems to be on the volatile politics and financial variables. But yeah, we do think these macroeconomic imbalances that I've described are certainly bad news for the real economy, just as they have been for the past decade. Inflation is projected to reach close to 100% by the end of this year, and that's eroding real incomes and pensions. It means a worsening standard of living for Argentines. The government's not in a position to use counter-cyclical policy to help much, but at the same time, it's doing very little in the way of reforms to encourage the private sector to pick up the slack. And in fact, it really doesn't have plans to dismantle things like capital controls that make Argentina a very unattractive place to invest, you know, even in areas where there's vast potential, like like the Vaca Muerta energy resources. Uh, so despite all that, we, we have a 3% growth projection for this year that seems good, but it really consists entirely of what's called statistical carryover or growth going into this year. Uh, but but, you know, throughout the course of the year, it does imply a pretty meaningful economic contraction. And that also means that growth for next year is extremely uncertain. Uh, there's significant downside risk if Argentina's current macroeconomic imbalances aren't dealt with in a convincing fashion. Uh, and perhaps there's even some upside risk if they if they are dealt with effectively. And perhaps we can conclude by talking about elections. In Argentina, there always seems to be a high stakes election just around the corner. And the next one is scheduled for the end of 2023. So in terms of the rating, could the elections move things in a positive or negative direction? Yeah, elections are always looming in Argentina, it seems. And that's the case in plenty of democracies, but nowhere does this seem to be more disruptive for policymaking than in Argentina. So the first thing we'll be watching for is, do these elections complicate this government's ability to stick with the IMF program? Argentina does not have a good track record of tightening policies in election years. And I think the most recent precedent is maybe not such a great one. In 2019, incumbent President Macri did carry out a fiscal adjustment in an election year, but then he lost. So that's probably still pretty fresh in the minds of of plenty of next year's potential contenders. Second, uh, we'll be asking, you know, is there scope for some sort of accident like there was in 2019? You know, that time, the prospect of the Macri government losing led to a very negative market reaction that precipitated uh, a default on local market instruments. And capital controls are in place now that maybe put some guardrails on that scenario, but still something we'll be wary of. And of course, when elections happen, we'll be asking, you know, what does this mean for the medium term policy direction? The current government is very unpopular, and I think that's boosted the hopes of the opposition that it could win. But the opposition itself is quite divided. You know, it might be wary of moving in a liberal direction after the disappointment of the Macri years. So what will it take to get the rating up? Um, Any new government's going to need to adopt policy plans that enable it to, one, build up foreign currency reserves, and two, regain market access. Those are the two things needed for it to be able to honor its debt payments down the road. And that's a pretty tall order. You know, it's probably a necessary condition to comply with the IMF program, but it's not even clear that this would be sufficient. Uh, And on the other hand, the ratings could fall if it becomes evident that either of those things aren't likely to happen. So thanks, Todd, for your insights. And thank everyone for listening to the podcast. And for more on Argentina, you can access our research on our website, pitchratings.com. And I hope you'll join us for the next Fixed Interest podcast soon.